you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, you have called us your children. You promise to never leave us. You promise to be with us in all things. And we pray, Lord, that you be with us now by your Spirit, that you would work upon our hearts, upon our minds, and let your word sink in, and that we would see the great cost of things, the great cost that you have paid to call us your own. In your son Jesus' name, amen. I would have given anything at this point to have walked along with the disciples and learn and hear from Jesus. Remember, right before our text today, Jesus was in a boat down on the beach and teaching. He was teaching the crowds in parables, and uh, specifically, the last one we left off on was the wheat and the weeds. But to be able to hear our Lord's voice teach um, about what the kingdom of heaven is like, to be able to hear him explain things, would just be a wonderful thing. Now, I don't know if I would have understood it any better at that point than now, because we still have Jesus' words, right, as the disciples have recorded them. But just imagine being able to walk along with them as we hear those parables. To be able to walk along with the disciples as they wondered whether or not they quite grasped everything from Jesus. As they sat in that house waiting to hear from Jesus. You see, I can also imagine them worrying. Worrying about whether or not they were the wheat or the weeds. Worrying about where they were in that field where the sower had laid seed, worrying about what place they landed in the midst of all of these parables, wondering who Jesus was talking about in the midst of the parables. And so as they move from outside to inside that house, as the audience shrinks and Jesus is just talking to his disciples, you see, he starts to talk to them once again. Because he could see their worry, as I'm sure you have worried as well. Worried whether or not you are the rocky soil or the good soil. Worried whether or not you have been wheat or weeds. Worried about all of these things in life. Worried about whether or not you have given up enough to be there and be a disciple of Christ. So as Jesus sits in that house, as the disciples gather around him and say, Jesus, explain it to us. Tell us what it's all about. Well, he starts with more parables. The first one, and he says, the kingdom of heaven is like, um, well, maybe it's not the first one. I'm blanking now. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who searches for fine pearls, right? And that merchant goes out and sells everything that he can in order to buy that pearl. And the kingdom of heaven is also like a field where a man has found a treasure. And he hides that treasure and goes and sells everything that he had so he can buy that treasure. And then that just leaves us with a question. Well, what does it cost then, Jesus? What does it cost for that treasure? What does it cost for that pearl? What do I have to give up in order to get those things? See, and then we start to worry once again. We start to worry whether or not we've given up enough, whether or not we've sacrificed enough. 
And I could stand up here and tell you about all the things that you should do and go along with 99% of the ancient church fathers' commentaries from the ancient times until today where they would look at these texts and they would say, look, that treasure, that's Jesus. And that pearl, that's faith. And maybe you haven't given up enough in order to obtain those things. And maybe you haven't given up enough of your life in order to hold on to those things. And I could tell you about stories of guys when they went to seminary or paths in ministry or any other vocation in life where it seems like they have given up so much. And when I look at their life in comparison to mine, it feels like I haven't done enough. And I could stand up here and exhort you to do all of those things. Yet it seems like Jesus is trying to say something different in these parables. Now, there is a surf spot, a treasure of a surf spot that my friends and I were trying to find. You see, and as we left the Ventura County coast out on a boat with a friend from church, we headed out into the evening to the backside of the Channel Islands, and we found this beautiful treasure of a surf spot. But what I realized when we were surfing was that if you took the waves in too far, what started to happen was you started to see some danger. And as we look at what was under the water and as we looked at what was going on there as we went into the shallows is that it was filled with rocks, which can hurt. But then on those rocks, there were urchins, a field of urchins, sea urchins everywhere. And as we would take it in, I started to get worried about putting my feet down on those urchins because urchins, if you don't know, are very spiky and harmful, and it seems like all that they're going to do is hurt. I've heard some people see them as treasures, but I can't ever imagine why. Now, that's what I imagine Jesus looking down at the earth is kind of like. As he looks through the seas of the skies and he looks down at the field of earth and all that you can see down there are spiky, sinful little creatures that are willing to hurt at best and be painfully vicious at worst. Now, that was what the urchins looked like to me. And I can imagine as Jesus looks down upon the earth, that's what we would look like to him. Now, there is another commentary writer. There's another commentary writer that uh, is more modern, really. And it's Professor Jeff Gibbs, as he uh, would write on this chapter in Matthew, as well as this entire gospel of Matthew. And when he would write about it, he had a slightly different take on things. You see, he didn't look at the actors in the parables as us. He didn't look at the man or the merchant as us. Rather, he looked at the man or the merchant as Christ. Christ being the one who sold everything that he had in order to buy the, tre buy the field and get that treasure. Christ being the one who went and gave up everything in order to purchase that fine pearl. Christ being the one who is the actor, Christ being the one who purchases you. You see, when Christ would look down upon that field where we would see urchins, he doesn't see urchins anymore. He sees pearls. And he has given up everything for you because you are that treasure 
You are that pearl. You are the one that Christ has died for. You are the one that Christ has given up everything for. You are the one that God has cared for. All of creation is what Christ came down to die for. All of creation is what Christ has given up everything for. All of creation is what he came to die for, for you. See, that's what makes the difference. And I fully believe that Christ knew exactly what the disciples needed to hear in that moment as he was teaching them. Fully believe that, he, why wouldn't we believe it? That Christ knew exactly what their hearts needed to hear as they sat in their worry about whether they had done enough and he simply said, no, you haven't done enough. But that's not the point. Because you're going to see what I'm going to do for you. And that's what we saw with Christ on the cross as he died for his creation, as he died for everything to bring it unto himself, to bring it unto God. And then as Christ was raised from the dead to bring life back into where there was death, he sends the disciples out with one more parable. He says, look, you know who you are in me. You know where your identity lays now. You know that it's not upon your action that you are saved, but something that Christ has done for you. And now, cast the net. Cast the net far and wide. Cast the net as a fisherman casts out into the sea to gather fish of every kind. Spread the word of God out into everywhere where it needs to be spread. Whether people look like urchins or pearls, it doesn't really matter. They need to hear the word of God. So cast the net. Whether you're at church, cast the net. Whether you're in your home, cast the net. Whether you're in your work, wherever God has called you for your vocation, cast the net of the gospel. Because we may think someone looks like an urchin and God sees a pearl. We may think someone looks like a pearl and God sees an urchin. Nonetheless, everybody needs to hear that word of God because it's not your job to figure out who the urchins and who the pearls are. That's the angel's job at the end of times, at the last day. You don't need to sort out the catch. All that God calls you to do is share his word, cast the net. And he gives us beautiful tools to do so. You heard them today in the other readings. In the Deuteronomy reading, as we hear God has chosen his people for the love that he has for his people, not based upon who they are or how many they were or what they have done, but God has love for his people. And then Romans, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And then this scripture this morning, God has given up everything for you to make you his, to buy you back from Satan, to buy you back from the slavery of sin, to buy you back from all of the things that separated you from God. He has given up everything in order that you would be his. That's a beautiful word. And so with those words, he says, look, every scribe that is trained up for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house that brings out treasures new, and old treasures from Deuteronomy, treasures from Romans, treasures from Christ's words, treasures from the ancient to the present, treasures from then until now, treasures to share with the folks that God brings into our life so that they would hear of the beautiful love that God has for you and for them. And those treasures 
are right there in God's Word. And He holds you strong in that Word. And He holds you strong in His love and will not let you go. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for the love that You have for us. We thank You for the love that has sacrificed everything in Your Son. To forsake Your Son on the cross that he would die and be buried in the tomb so that we would live. We thank you for counting us as your treasure, for counting us as the pearls and purchasing us with the blood of your Son, so that as he now lives, we too also would live as your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name.